Welcome to the Magic Hour with Paulie Malinaji. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Paulie Malinaji is a two-time world champ and Showtime boxing analyst. Joined by his sidekick, the world-famous Peter Cards, they break down boxing better than anyone on the planet. This is the Magic Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, Holy Malinaji, Peter Card, Seth Nyman, it's the Magic Hour, this week's version, today we got episode number, oh man, no, what did we did, eight already, no? Eight or nine. Alright, just keep going, I'll get back to you. Eight or nine. I got bad, I got bad, I got bad connection. Yeah, a lot of action hour. this week. There you go. A lot of boxing action this week. This is nine. You're right. Nine, okay. Nine means no in German. Nine! Nine! A lot of boxing action this week. A lot of boxing action this morning. You know, we had uh, Jeff Horn stopping uh, Gary Corcoran in the eleventh round. Um, we didn't see the fight. We, me and Peter Cards planned on staying up all night and just watching the fight at six thirty, but uh, tanked out. Right? Yeah, Is that what happened? Guys I, getting I, I, old, man. Yeah. It's not that. I I realized I had shit to do today. So 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 if, life gets in the way of boxing. If I, if I uh, stayed up all night. Uh, I wasn't going to be able to function through the day and even probably even do this uh, episode of this podcast. But uh, we, we, we were just discussing last night that we were going to record it. Pete was going to TiVo it. So, Pete, then literally we had that discussion like, oh, we're going to TiVo it, right? Because then we're not going to. So, they had a TiVo, though, Pete. That didn't work out too good. Why don't you go on the mic, Bob? <laughs> that didn't work out too good. Why? <laughs> Let me help you out there. Why didn't it work out too good? I totally forgot. You forgot it in the same. Qu- Why don't you just hit record on the TiVo while we were talking about it? You were holding the remote in your hands. I mean, you were. You were right in front of the TV. Yeah. How do you not hit record on the TV at that moment when we're talking about it in that moment? We were studying. We were studying fights, remember? Yeah, with our with amateur boys. kids. I hear you. Oh, I gotcha. But so in the end, we were studying fights and we didn't record the, the, live. the live fight. <laughs> All right. The current. The I current wanted to watch one. it. You think they'll have it on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah? It'll be on YouTube, sure. I was hoping to watch it. You know what's funny? I was, uh, I'm, I keep hearing, like, Jeff Horn really downplayed. And I, I you know, maybe I'm, uh, Maybe I'm the idiot. I don't know. I, I think this guy's better than people think. I've, I've, I've been saying that. You know, he beat Pacquiao. Uh, I watched him on the way up because uh, I remember I was going to fight on middle of Masui. So I was watching video on the middle of Masui and I saw him lose to uh, Jeff Horn on the way up. Uh, and I watched how this guy Horn's style and he's just got a rugged style. He's a really good rhythm he's breaker. He's a brute. Yeah, he's a good rhythm breaker, you know. like, And uh, he's got really uh, really mentally strong. Um like I was here and I, I was watching some stuff that came up on uh, ES uh, on uh, Twitter yesterday, and um, Ellie Sagbach on uh, ESN News thinks that made a bet in, the, in a gym that that uh, Conor McGregor would would knock out Jeff Horn, would beat Jeff Horn. No like, way. He he, he actually make him quit faster than May- yeah. Mayweather made him quit. Absolutely. A guy like that breaks you mentally so much. What crackhead said that? No, Ellie Sagbach said that. <laughs> I actually, he's he's actually good people, Ellie. Uh, um, he's not making him a bad person. He's just like, but this is an no, no, he might statement. Have, he, no, he might have. Dipped in a little bit of drugs before he made the statement. I mean, it's, it's not—it's a free country. That's you can fine. do it for your right to do that. But, but I actually think, um, first of all, you know, I, I think McGregor sucks. I actually been in the ring with him, so I know firsthand how much he sucks. Actually, but, but Horn is also the kind of guy who you have to understand. If you're just looking at it on skills alone. Yeah, you're not going to be impressed, but there's a lot of intangible things Horn does, and as a fighter, you realize this. If you're not a fighter, you don't realize it. Horn has a lot of intangibles that will break you. They break your will to win. They break you mentally. They break you physically because he's roughing you up. Um, 
I think not only is he a, a, a guy that stops Conor McGregor, I don't think Crawford is a is a is a guaranteed win against Horn. You know what I mean? Like I, I think you're gonna have a very competitive fight in that fight. They talk about Crawford and Horn. You gotta understand Crawford's natural weight when he turned pro was lightweight. Mm-hmm. If his is a natural weight fight where you have a lightweight version of Jeff Horn and they're fighting Crawford, yeah, then I said Crawford mm-hmm. is so classy in there that he's too good. But because of the size, natural size advantage Crawford uh, Horn has, that physicality that he's going to bring to the table is going to bother somebody like Crawford more because he can't match it. And you're not. Gonna, and the ring is square. The pressure comes at such a high volume that you're going to be body to body. And I think and, he and, knows and, himself. And bumping, you know, right? and he bumping knows himself. Uh, yeah, Horn has a very good idea of who he is and who he's not. Right. I, I, he I love that. Uh, she doesn't and try he, to do something. He's a blue collar guy, but he's not a nice blue collar guy. He's a rough, rugged dude in there. You know what I'm saying? And, and he can fight, and, and, and he can, you know, he's not the prettiest boxer, but the kid can flat out fight, bro. He, 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 he makes Conor McGregor shed his pants in the corner and then quit, like, or make him want to quit more than probably in half the time McGregor uh, Mayweather made him quit. He, he wouldn't quit. He'd just get really tired. Right. Yeah, it's just fatigue. That's all it is. Get on the bike. You know what I mean? And just, just fatigue. fatigue. Yeah. So Let me ask you a question. You mentioned you talked about um, Crawford moving up in weight, natural lightweight. And I think Crawford is amazing. I think don't some fighters, fighters don't some fighters grow a little bit like mature and grow like you know like a De La Hoya or a Mayweather. Certain fighters mature into that into that size. Like I thought he looked you know I thought he looked good. Like I thought yeah. Crawford looked good at one forty and big. I think Crawford has a uh, is is uh, uh, talent. He'll take his talent to every weight class. Sure. Uh, I think uh, as the far size, as matching right, the natural right. size. You know, it gets harder and harder as you move up, move up the weights. You know, um, yeah, a lot of people talking about Crawford with Spence. I think it, it, Spence is just it's yeah. naturally big, I think naturally the, strong, and naturally the, good. And that's a that's right. a, naturally let him too. earn that by yeah. beating a Jeff but, Horn. But people or, think yeah. like a Horn fight is like oh, it's like the weak link at welterweight. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's well it's compared not, to Thurman and Spence, though, right? Isn't there is no weak link if, at welterweight? If there's, there's a saying, weak though. link, yeah, there is no weak link at welterweight. Horn is not an easy an easy out for anybody. I'm telling you, and I'm not going to tell you because uh, if anything's close, if they bring Horn to the U.S. any cl- anything remotely close of a fight, Crawford's going to get the fight if it goes to distance, sure. you know. But um, you're gonna. What I'm saying is the fight's competitive, and the fight is a good fight. I know. I think I think Top Rank looking to make that fight next for Horn, which is the rumor, and look that make that fight next for Crawford even, which is the rumor. I think it's going to be a fun fight. I think it's going to be a good fight, and I think it's I think it's going to be uh, entertaining and competitive. You know, uh, there's no shame if Crawford were to lose. I mean, no shame if Crawford were to lose. Uh, it'd be a shame if Horn would rob though, which I, right. I think in a close fight um, he would not get the, the decision because Crawford is supposed to be you know trying to build him as the next Mayweather the type of fighter. And I think Crawford is amazing. I think Crawford is a really good fighter, and he might outright win the fight. But I don't think even if he outright wins the fight, it's going to be that easy. I think it's a, a very competitive fight, and it's a rough fight. And I'd like to, I'd like to see it. Uh, having said that, I actually tweeted something earlier uh, in the week about Cr- uh, Crawford as well. Crawford is a guy who's moving up, who's moving up to welterweight. This is a guy who just won a junior middleweight world title. That is pretty much a welterweight. He's just gonna have to stay a junior middleweight because he won a world title. That's our boy Saddam Ali. Mm-hmm. There's a built-in storyline there. Now, I don't think Crawford is, should go anywhere near the junior middleweights because I think that's just jumping up one too many weight classes. But since Saddam is basically a welterweight who went up to junior middleweight, mm-hmm. I think you have a built-in storyline there. And here's the built-in storyline that I don't think people, people realize. Saddam beat Crawford on the way to qualifying to the 08 Olympics. Mm-hmm. He beat him in the Olympic trials. So you have that built-in rivalry already there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, as pros, Crawford has obviously had more success. Saddam has come along a little bit slower. But... Boomed his way onto the scene with a, uh, a very good win over Miguel Cotto, and I think uh, I think it, it makes it like an anomaly where Crawford could actually fight for a junior middleweight title 
uh, only against Saddam because they're pretty much the same size since they, they fought in the amateurs around that time, you know, uh, around uh, 10 years ago or so um, in, the, in the trials. So I, I, I think it's, a, it's interesting. Uh, top rank and Golden Boy do work together on fights, so I think the fight's makeable. But I think at the moment the goal is probably to get Crawford the shot at Horn but, because I think Bob Aaron probably just assumes Crawford wins, beats Horn. Um, relatively easily, uh, as a lot of people in boxing are sa- are thinking, and then maybe you think you have a chance to make the Ali fight later. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's that cut and dry. I think um, I think it, it, there's a risk factor to the horn fight. Um, I like to see it. I think it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be a fun fight. And I think either guy can win that fight. I really do. You know, I really do. And um, Horn, Horn, from all for all intents and purposes, from what I, I read about and what I hope to see maybe later on on YouTube or what whatnot, seems like he's the kind of guy again who fought his style this morning or, or today. And if you're in Australia, um, where he broke you down, you know, early on when you're both full of energy, you know, you're going to be able to deal with Horn a little bit because you know you're going to have all your energy, and he's not going to be able to match you talent wise. But as he continues to break you. You start to fold. You start to fade. You start to be really uncomfortable. And uh, Corcoran was stopped in the 11th round, you know. So um, Horn seems, um, like you said, Pete, he's the kind of guy who knows who he is and knows who he's not, you know. Uh, he, has a, he has an identity, and, yeah. uh, and he sticks with it, and he, he sticks with that identity. He stuck with it in the Pacquiao fight, which I thought was the amazing ability to dig down after round nine and what he did after round nine. Um, stuck with it, and he has a... Uh, he has that stick to and and I think uh, from where, for all intents and purposes, it seems like that's what pulled the, pulled the fight away from him. Not for bad him, for, him <clears> in not the bad for a school teacher, right? Yeah, not bad for a school teacher, but it's not just a school teacher. Like people just assume it's a school teacher. Like some some guy like made like oh, McGregor could box. I mean, Horn was a school teacher. He beat Jeff Horn. I mean, he, Horn was a school teacher. He beat Manny Pacquiao. Bro, the guy was an Olympian. The mm-hmm. guy the guy was in the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he was in the Olympic Games for Australia, where you say it's a weaker uh, talent pool. It, he was still an Olympian, bro. Mm-hmm. He still competed so, at the games. Some game. guys need to pay the bills. They got to get some jobs. Right. Yeah. You know, doesn't like, mean they're know, not boxers. The fact that he was an Olympian and he had to be working as a school teacher is actually what's frustrating. Because right. no Olympian should ever have to work a, a regular job once they turn pro right. because they should be signed to contracts that uh, are, are worth their while and get them paid for boxing and only boxing. You know, so actually, the reality of it is it's not a school teacher that beat uh, Manny Pacquiao it's a, it's a freaking guy a guy who's working as a school teacher but this is an ex-Olympian who probably got a raw deal in terms of getting a, a pro contract and now is getting his just due you know and I think I think that's well deserved and I think him and Crawford is a good fight I don't, you're sleeping on him if you, on Horn and people continue to sleep on Horn the, 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 the general consensus and opinion that I keep seeing and reading on social media and, and, and hearing and whatnot. I, I'm like oh, these people are sleeping on this guy People are sleeping on this guy. And again, I think if you're naturally the same weight with Crawford and Horn, I think, yeah, Crawford is just too special of a fighter, you know, um, because he's that good. Um, and I think it's no shame in saying Crawford is better than probably almost everybody, you know. But when you start jumping weights, other intangibles start to come into play, and they put you at risk. And against a guy like Horn, who is such a physical fighter, when he's a naturally bigger fighter and he's also physical, now, if a naturally smaller fighter can have more problems than you're bargaining for, even if you're a class, you're a more, more, uh, more uh, uh, disciplined fighter. Look you know? at Riggin, though. Exactly. <laughs> Walter Waite's heating up, though, right? You can even count Saddam Ali in the Walter Waite. Yeah. I know he's 54, yeah, but, Yeah, I mean, you know. you know, Saddam could always make a return at Walter Waite, uh, you know, see how he... Oh, oh look out. We had the... Probably a little uh, seltzer accident. Nice. Right. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, you I think... You okay? Uh, you yeah, right? I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> you know, I think I'll survive that one. But... Uh, 
you know, I think uh, Walt Boy's definitely heating up. I think the Walt Boy never cooled down, actually. You know, I think right. it's always. But re- even with the Crawford up. coming up now, I mean, you know, Jeff Horn beating Pacquiao, it's just there's a lot of fighters, there's a lot, there's a lot of champions, you know, or former champions. It's, it's a very exciting time. A lot of top top tier fighters. Yeah, really. You know, some of those guys could be pound for pound. A few of them. And we right. had uh, last weekend. We had uh, a weekend full of boxing you know, this past weekend. You know, we'll start with uh, the, the the Gale card. Chunky. Um, Chunky Degale, because that was the one that was on earlier in the day for us here in the, in the U.S. Uh, and Chunky was in a big upset, lost to Caleb Truout, right? That was like a, was he a 100 to 1 favorite? Is that 41 to 1. 41 to 1 favorite. That was like a Buster Douglas type of Mike Tyson right. type of upset. Hey, why don't you call me, man? I'm going to throw a 10 <laughs> spot think, on it or something. <laughs> I, think t- I think Chunky, you know, is the kind of guy who, who has been a, a phenomenal in spots in his career. He's, he's been really something special to watch. And I remember when... Um, we started bursting onto the scene, you know, and he and uh, he was looking the way he was looking, and you know, this is an Olympic gold medal, so he's obviously got a great pedigree. But I've always seen him as a guy who gets hit a little bit too much, uh, more than he should. Um, spends too much time in the pocket, sort of like Amir Khan, but with a better chin, you know, where he'll spend, he'll overstay his welcome in the pocket, throwing a combination that's maybe too 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 long, dra- dragged out longer combination because he wants to beat the living shit out of you instead of you know being in and out because he has that style. You know, this is a kid that can fight out of both stances fluidly, mm-hmm. so he's got. He's got the style to not have to be in the pocket Talented when he doesn't need to, you know. But uh, I almost feel like talented kid. But but Chunky, if you talk to him, you realize his mind is in a hundred places all at the same time. So yeah. you know, maybe he's the kind of kid that also his mind is a hundred places at the same time when he's fighting too, and he's not honing in and focus as much as That's he should. Exactly what it even seems if, like. and I'm not saying that he not doesn't train correctly. So I assure you, he trains correctly. But, but what I'm saying is, his mind you still can be properly trained, and your mind be, be in a hundred places, and you're not. Uh, Mentally focus on on the on the task in front of you. you he's know, like jazz. He fights like jazz. He's yeah. all over the place. Different notes. He's like yeah. Know. He's got all different notes, and he's got great notes. He's got to you know make the correct decisions. He needs an orchestrator. Yeah, and I think uh, I think uh, over the course of his career, you've seen him get hit more and more and more. You know, this started you know the 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 Lucian Boutet fight, the uh, Badu Jack, Borke Medina fight, and obviously uh, uh, the Badu Jack fight. You know, you're starting to see more and more where he's taking too many shots and he's starting to fade more and more and from I, from seeing that you start to think he's going to shorten his career he's going to um, you know this is he's starting to become more and more hittable so the Truax fight was almost like a you thought you felt like okay even if James has not been looking as good as he used to as not as uh, sharp as he used to I think the Truax fight is a guy you know Truax is always a tough guy but you know uh, he's been a hard luck kind of guy he's a perfect guy to come back <laughs> But but you figure James is going to beat him. But you saw the same flaws in DeGale there. You saw the same flaws where he's he's getting hit and he, he almost uh, his escape route is almost like almost unprepared in the escape route. You know, or almost unprepared in, in the way you're going to approach the Not round. Sure. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I think James is better than that. And I don't know if it's. If it's um, that he's taken too much damage in the course of his career and it's not there, or that maybe you know he's just you know needs a little bit of a change on his team or whatnot. So we'll see. You know, I was um, and obviously James is a friend and, and is a friend of here of us all out here at Brooklyn to the world. And um, you know we're happy. Obviously, you have to be happy for Magic Phil Caleb. Too. Oh, we love oh, him on the Magic. You've taken a few shots too, bro. You've taken <laughs> yeah, a couple. I've taken a few shots too. <laughs> all right, so I forgot to... we changed the name of the show. All right, <laughs> not to make excuses for him because he's our guy, but uh, it was his first fight back after surgery. They yeah, yeah, of course, surgery. of course. And uh, but I still, that being said, Truax is the guy that you come back yeah. against, and you're supposed to win. And Truax, but and, Truax, and, if you watch Truax in the past, again, I think Jermaine Taylor or whatnot, he wasn't, he wasn't an easy out. No, 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 no. He wasn't an easy out. Like Truax was always going to come to fight. So kudos to Truax for pulling off the upset. I mean, he accomplishes a career, a career. A lifelong dream. I mean, imagine Absolutely. you go to a foreign country and beat a, a heavily favored world champion. You know, um, 
in his actually, backyard. I actually did that when I beat Sinchenko, but I think the Gale beating the Gale is a, a he's even a bigger of a name, um, and and, and Truex is even more of an underdog than I was against Sinchenko. Uh, so it's a special moment for him, and you got to congratulate him for that. Absolutely. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what what what's in the future for James the Gale. I think there's some decision making to be made for the team. Um, I think. Um, James has shown that he's got the pedigree and the, and the, and the quality boxing in his career. But we'll see if he has the love and and still has the ability. You know, because at a certain point, we all lose the ability and we all lose it at different times in our career. Some fighters lose it a little younger. Some fighters lose it a little older. One thing I think James has to start doing though is not taking the punishment that that we've seen him take in these recent fights. He just looked like he had Velcro to his back and his back to the ropes. Like yeah. Well, you know what it is, man. You lose you you lose out two on minutes the, out of you, every you, round. You, you lose you lose the quality of life if you keep taking these shots later on in your in your life. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna the, this kind of damage lowers diminishes the quality of life to the life that you're gonna live after boxing. And you're working so hard in boxing in order to make the quality of your life better after boxing. You know, so you don't want to have a, a, a situation where. We don't want to have a situation where you know you're you're starting to affect the quality of your life after boxing. Uh, so again, a lot of decisions to be made. I mean, these these are decisions that all fighters have to make at a certain point in their career, whether they want to continue, how they want to continue, if they do, or whether or if they don't want to continue, what are they doing? Um, you know, those are all. I'm not gonna sit here tell, talking to uh, anybody, any fighter, because I've been in those situations where it's like tough, man. It's like you know. People tell you, yo, no, you don't have it anymore. You're done, and you and you know it's it's difficult. I actually uh, was thinking the other day. I'm like, you know, how many times have people write write me up and tell me, okay, now you're done. You know, it had been happening since I lost a hat. Like mm-hmm. I'd say, you don't look like you got it anymore. Time, you know, you might have to hang it up now, and you prove them wrong, and you keep proving them wrong. So, once people are wrong ahead of so many times, you think they're always wrong, and you think mm-hmm. you can always be right. You think you can always prove them right. You know, it's hard to it's prove hard them to pinpoint r- prove them that, wrong. that time where. You yeah. say, until, all right, until I haven't taken too much. Anymore. Right, yeah. it's hard to pinpoint that that moment where you say, okay, this is the perfect time to retire. I haven't taken too much, and I'm I'm still, you know, I'm not as good as I used to be. You can't actually put your finger on that it, moment. It's different for every fighter. They have an ambition mm-hmm. that no one else has. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that that motivation, that craving for the limelight. They have all that. So it's so difficult to say, hey, you know what? At this point, you really don't have it anymore. Because, like you said, you, you heard that so many times. You're gonna say, "Listen, dude, fuck you. I know what I got." You know what I'm saying? I feel great. It just makes me think three guys that like really did it the right way to me, like Lennox Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Calzaghe, Floyd, and, Joe, yeah, and uh, Andre Ward. Andre Ward. Yeah. I mean, these guys like they went out on top. Yeah. It's I mean, not an easy thing to do. It's not. I'm sure they. Had, I'm sure they had moments where they were anxious and thought about. It's not to easy fight. to stay on top, number one. <laughs> right. And then to walk away when you're on top. Right. <laughs> the money's still coming. You, the officers still coming. And, and let me yeah. tell you, bro. Let me tell you. People will always offer you fights when you're on top, so it's a very difficult decision to make. And then when you're not on top, when you were on top, you think, no, I'm going to prove people wrong because I've done it before in the past. Get back. You know, I can climb me, that ladder one for more me, time. They, for me, they. For me, they. I had my own team. Everybody on my team telling me, "Okay, after hand fight, yo, your legs aren't the same. You're done." And, I'm, and I and I knew, I pinpointed the the uh, the error of my ways, and I said, "No, I'm, I know what this. I know what error this is, and I'm going to correct it." And I did correct it, and I felt like I'm, I'm and I went on another run towards the title. Then I lost to Amir Khan, and everybody, that everybody was like, "All right, you're done, bro. Like, you know, this guy's done. He's like, you're going to be an opponent." I, the media was writing shit like I was going to be an opponent for people and everything. Um, and then I won a world title after that. You know, so you start doing it a handful of times, and all of a sudden, you're like, "All right." You know, you uh, you can prove people wrong, keep proving people wrong. But eventually, you're not going to. Eventually, you're not going to. And the point in everybody's career where they can still prove people wrong and where they can't is different for everyone. So that's why I say, okay, you can think about what you want about James DeGale. And as people that care about him, 
yeah, you wouldn't want to see a guy you care about get hurt anymore. But it's so difficult to tell somebody, okay, you don't got it anymore. Because they've been proving people wrong their whole life. You know, you, and how old is a he? Fighter that, a fighter that's in a position to get to the top has probably, probably proven a lot of people wrong throughout his life. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard to say. It's hard to figure out when a fighter is, for that fighter that's time, okay, now you're not going to be able to prove anybody wrong anymore. You know? He was the first Brit to win a gold medal and a world championship yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, right before Joshua did it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. People you know? that think uh, off the top of your head, you think Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis fought for Canada yeah, in the, the Olympics. Eight Olympics. Yeah. And so, you know, and that's a good point, Pete. And, but, you know, so it's it's difficult because, you know, you're gonna tell yourself, "I'm gonna prove you wrong." When you go out on top, like you said, Seth, it's hard to go out on top. It's only, only so many guys do it because you always got fighters that are 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 gonna fights that are gonna present themselves. There's always a payday are, looking are sure, at you. Yeah, there's always big fights that are presenting themselves. If you're a guy like Floyd Mayweather, if you're a guy like Lennox Lewis was, if you're a guy like Andre Ward is, you know, if you're a guy like Joe Calzaghe was at the time they left, you know. It's very difficult because they will they are really legitimately walking away from money on the table. When you get underrated, when you get when you get written off, you're walking away at a time where you're admitting to people, yeah, I am done. You know, so it's difficult either way. Bro, I got we got called, Peter knows this. We got called for the for the Jeff Horn fight that happened this morning. We got called mm-hmm. for that fight. Okay? Yeah, really? We got called for that fight Couple when they were first ago. signing it, okay? But they needed me to get a win because I lost my last fight. And they said, okay, can Paulie go get a quick win, and then we can negotiate a fight. We'd like to have Paulie come to Australia and fight Horn for the title. And I didn't feel like making way for a bullshit fight and going through back-to-back training camps because it would have had to be rushed. It would have probably been just a BS win. It would have been a fight I would have won, you know, would, and just to get put in position for the title. I didn't want to go to back-to-back training camps. I don't have the love for it anymore, you know what I'm saying? Like where I got to make 147 pounds, two training camps in a row, and I don't make it at this point in my life that easily. So I said, I don't, I don't think we can do this. You know, I was like, it's just, it's too stressful. It's too hard. It's, it's, I, I'm, I'm not gonna do it. And plus, you know, I'll be honest with me, I don't know if I would have beat Horn at this point in my it's life. Just a you tough know what I'm saying? Fight. And but you tough go for pace. the payday, you go for the championship right. fight. You know, you, you get the center of attention, and you, of course, you want to give your, you want to test yourself again. You know what, what I'm saying? What if they said no, no fight, first fight, we'll give you that fight straight away? But it would have been tough. But I tell you what, I tell you what I thought about. I tell you what I thought about. Because my plan was to retire after the Eggington fight, win or lose. Okay? My plan was. And I would have, if I would have won, and I almost got Eggington out of there at the end of the sixth, fifth round, fifth or sixth round, I had Eggington out. If I have 15 more seconds in that fight, in that round, he's gone. He stopped punching back. I mean, he's taking unanswered blows. Um, you know, the bell rang. He smiled at me like he acknowledged that I heard him, you know. But, you know, but I was like my last stand. You know, I don't have any legs left. You know what I'm saying? And same credit to him. Young, sturdy fighter came back and got me with a body shot a couple of rounds later. What I'm, I thought about this, though. I thought about this the other day where I was like when, when we're talking about James and everything with Chunky DeGale. And I, I thought about this and I said, I would have retired after that fight had I won it. It would have been a nice way to go out. Would have been a nice win, especially with that. Would have got it on that stoppage if at the end of that round. It would have been a, would have been a great way to go out. The guy doesn't stop anybody. Stop yeah, somebody. and then and awesome. then and then I would have retired, and I would have got over this Jeff Horn fight for the world title. Or would I have turned it down? So you always get. Right. There's always a reason to keep fighting, bro. There's always something that gets you. So you know what? You just gotta say fuck this, man, and end it. But again, you gotta be comfortable when right. it's right. You gotta be comfortable you know? with and your no life. Fighter is ever comfortable. You're only you know? fighting unless someone hangs a pinata in front of you. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, the pinata is always it's always fun to beat on a pinata. You know? so, plus, the pinata doesn't really fight back, back that good anyway. You know? So, so it's almost like a risk-free situation. But um, yeah, so that's the that was that you know. So I was thinking about that with uh with uh DeGale. and also uh, with DeGale, um before the fight. Not to say that he overlooked Caleb, but he's like, um, I want to fight Benavidez next. 
Yeah, he just he picks the toughest fights for himself too. Yeah, you know he he fought. I like that. Bless him, he's a competitor. Yeah, he fought Porky Medina. He fought Bute in Canada. He you know. Uh, we knew he was going to beat Butte, but still, it's it's not easy. He and can't he fought, like, Durrell. Butte, they fell the drug test, bro. Right. And he, he, and he fought Durrell here. Yeah. Andre Durrell, when Andre Durrell was the man. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, and he beat him. Clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, this is a kid that was uh, has done very well. And again, damage adds up. We'll see if it's added up too much for DeGale, if he has if he has enough to come back from this. You know, we'll right, maybe this loss will wake him up and realize i got to change or, what I do. Or whatever he decides. Sometimes you want to change it. You don't have it in you to be able to change. You know? so it's a lot of things to, there's a lot of things to to think about and work on for DeGale. And also think about it just in general for this holiday season. So we'll see. And so we, you know, we wish him luck no matter what decision he makes. Absolutely. Uh, on that undercard, Lee Selby came back as well, right? Yes. I Did he defend the that. IBF title? I, thought, I heard he looked good. Yeah. Lee's a... He's a guy that uh, you know, kind of gets overlooked in the, in the featherweight picture because he's had some things fall through for him. There's so many names, too. He's a good fighter, man. He's, he's a, a real good fighter. fighter. He's a good nice kid, too. Good boxing, uh, s- smooth, fluid guy. Um, nothing that stands out to you like super razzle-dazzle, but he's got some speed and he's got some good intelligence in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, I feel like when I watch him box, he reminds me a little bit of, of, of me earlier in my career when I when I was you know when I during some of my better fights. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When I was boxing, have that legs, use that jab. You know, try to use your, the length, you whatever length you have. Uh, he's, 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 got, he's, got a, he's got a good length at, at that weight. He's got more length than I had at my weight. You right. know, so um, but using that that still still step backs on those jabs and whatnot um, on the sense of distance. I think I think Lee's uh, Lee has a. A really uh, a good uh, a good foundation, and, and I really hope he gets a he gets an opportunity to fight for a, in a big fight. You know, there's, there's a he's weight got, class there's a weight class that has a lot of good fighters in it. You know, he's got to get a shot. Stacked. That kid that kid's got to sh- get a shot at something. You know, oh, it's funny you say that. There's a there's an article that says Eddie Hearn not sure that James DeGale will ever fight again. Well, well, yeah. that, he doesn't promote him anymore, so that's a little oh, I got a little you. digger. All right, fair yeah. enough. He also said uh, this is what happens when you're a free agent. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, Eddie did. Eddie said that. Eddie said that. Um. And James, listen, going back to James again one more time, but he said, I'm supposed to beat Caleb. It's my fault. You know, like, uh, not no disrespect to him, but I'm, I'm levels above him. I should have, I should have, uh, you know, won. But the reality is, James, that it's best is levels above a lot of people. Right. right? That's the question is, what level is, is James at? Right. And, right. and he's 31. Yeah. 31. Mm-hmm. But everybody ages differently, especially right. with the damage he's taken. But what level, the question is, what level is James Aguil at right now on December 13, 2017? No, that, that, that's the cool because James Aguil at his best, whatever time that was, his levels above a lot of people, not just right. Caleb Truax. You know what I'm right. saying? He's level above most people. You know, but but how much? What 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 is left? What is left? And then you know, what, where does he go from from here? And that's all going to be a decision that he and his team have to sit down together. And, and sometimes and I feel make. like with him too, especially him, he's too tough for his own good. Yeah. You know, there's no quit in him. There's no there's no back down. There's no. He just he takes the shots and he just goes through yeah. the motions. You know, he's yeah. like. He he knows he looks flat. You could tell he's flat, but he just keeps going through the motions. Yeah, he almost you get you know uh, as fighters, it's not like a street fight when you get hit, you get offended, and you start throwing back. But James gets offended when you gets offended <laughs> when you hit him, and he starts going toe to toe. You know, like you hit him and he gets offended. You yeah. know, like like he starts want to beat the shit out of you. He's hot headed. It makes him for ex- makes for excitement, yeah. but you know it's, it's a little too much. It, it, when it, you it like him, you don't want to see line it. of fire too much. You know, so we'll see. We'll see how he goes. We'll see if if hopefully at least Selby also picks up a, an opportunity. To uh, get a big fight in 2018, got, he really deserves it. He's got a weight class that you could just throw a rock and put him what, in a mega fight. What about Gary Russell? Gary like Russell's a nice fight. Um, I'd like to see Santa like to Cruz. See, yeah, frame. See, that's the thing. I don't think those guys are going to go near him. I'm telling Valdez. You. I'm telling. You. Well, that's a tough one. To I don't make. think those guys. Oh, yeah, can, they can make Oscar Valdez and him. Uh, top rank has Oscar Valdez. Yeah. What him and Lee Selby? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, top rank's been working with with Heyman yeah, recently. That's that's, that's a good. Fight. I don't I don't know that that top rank will put a, a voluntary together with Selby without taking options on him though. Mm-hmm. You know, and Selby's going to take the IBF title, so he's going to say, you know, Selby's people, which is Heyman, everybody are going to say, no, we have the champion too. Mm-hmm. You have a champion. We have mm-hmm. a champion. There's no options in this fight. Right. And for top rank, it's just too much to lose because they have a, a more, uh, the more sellable fighter, so to speak. And they and they like to keep everything in house. And it's a more sellable fighter. You know, like you're not going to. I'm not going to risk my sellable fighter against your fighter, even if they're both in the same level cha- championship wise. If if my guy, if my business has more to lose by Oscar losing than you do by leaving. And then. What about the the ace up everybody's sleeve, up whose ass? Who? If Rigondeaux decides to go down to one twenty six, yeah, well, it's never fought at one twenty six. I know. Four. I don't know at this point. I'll, I'll be honest with you. We talk about Rigondeaux, bro, and I, I think I said this last week. I, I think he beats that one hundred twenty two pound WBC champion that we saw in the Koto Ali. Yeah, I think yeah. he beats him right now, bro. Mm-hmm. And people shit all over Rigondeaux, bro. You put that kid in one of them right now. But I, and I'm not gonna say anybody sucks. As he got the BC title. That kid's a, a six foot junior featherweight, which is amazing. Yeah, that's like a waste. He's throwing lead body shots from from the outside. Yeah. like how much more in the line of fire are you gonna put yourself? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. You know, like talk about what a waste of a six foot junior featherweight. Like, he gives up his he's height. The only he guy on this planet that can make 122 pounds besides Michael Jackson. Oh, <laughs> uh, that rest in peace. Uh, at, at, at that height, <laughs> and 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 really, <laughs> and, and and really, and and he freaking uh. uh and, he, and, he, and he's fighting like that. You know, I think Rigo beats a guy like that. But even at Featherweight, I think Rigo's small even for Featherweight. But maybe for the sake of getting fights, we'll, we'll see if, the, if he gets well, in there. You can't like judge Rigo off that fight. <clears throat> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We can't make excuses for Rigo. But at the same time, if you can't tell one guy's huge and one guy's a little midget in there Saturday night, you got a problem. It was if obvious. You, yeah. You, you, I don't understand what people are, Listen, I was trying to tell Paulie that... It was a mismatch from day Rigan one. Dow, no? Rigan Dow has these certain spots where he's real comfortable. It's like a safe zone for him. Lomachenko was even able to reach him and then. That's part of that is Lomachenko so good. But I'm going to tell you what. All you dumbasses at home have been influenced by the steroid generation, okay? You never see this kind of thing in the past. Rafredo Gomez went up four fucking pounds to fight Salvador Sanchez and got eaten Demolished. alive. Got eaten alive. From this 122 was, to 126. Killer. Okay? And he was a killer at 122. 40-something okay? and all okay, with and, 40 knockouts. Past generations where this kind of PD's pro- PD problem wasn't as as, as uh, in your face as it is today. And you guys, it's there whether you guys want to believe it or not. Now, if you guys want to make pretend it's not there and just want to w- watch a bunch of fights like you're watching cartoons, go ahead. That's by all means. <laughs> but the reality of it is it's all there. Okay? So so now what happens is you see these, these jerk-off, drugged-up fighters making these jumps and weights and making it look like nothing and then you get a clean guy trying to do the same thing and all of a sudden when he looks like shit doing it you're gonna fucking judge him by the standard that the drugged up guy did and you know you there's no it's it's an, it's an impossible it's an impossible uphill battle for anybody staying clean it's impossible rigo is just too small for that weight jump it was way too small and lomachenko is too quality and bigger and younger it was it was just too much you know it, it, it was rigan dow gained four pounds two pounds in like 12 hours. If that's yeah, not insane. I mean, Lomachenko's already an amazing fighter. Now you're giving him all these advantages. It's right. like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's top, top level. He's, yeah, he's, he's amazing, amazing fighter. He, he reminds me, like, not in and style, but he reminds me, like, Roy Jones dominated the sport and, like, no one could touch him. And he's that good. That even he acknowledged, like oh, right. I love that small. he said that. This guy's yeah. too small. You know, was, you know how many people? He gave the he gave the fight the fans what they wanted to see. Okay, for Rigondeaux, you know, he gave the fans fans wanted to see. Yeah, we fought. You know, you try to put on the show. This is a fight yeah. the fans wanted to see. We put it on, but you know, as far as his own standard, the standard he holds himself accountable to, and this is how you know he's a winner through and through as a winner, right. Lomachenko. He didn't count it like it was nothing. He was like, yeah, you know, 
It was a. He said he's the king in boxing in his weight category. Loma, this is Loma, my weight category. Lomachenko, Lomachenko is the kind of guy who's going to have to go above his natural comfort weight in order to be tested. Um, he's okay. going to have to go start at one thirty-five. You're going to think you're going to start seeing, seeing some tests, but I think Robert Issa beats him. He beats them all. I think the toughest fight for Lomachenko between twenty-six and thirty is the guy he already beat, Gary Russell. Right. I think Gary Russell is and the he, best guy out there. Against and he Lomachenko. shut him out, right? And, and he beat him. I mean, it, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. fight. I mean, you could tell Lomachenko, Lomachenko won. It was probably like an eight-four fight, you know. Mm. But Gary, Gary wants him I bad too. He yeah, wants him bad. I don't. Well, Lomachenko threw some digs at him. He said he talks like he wants me, but I don't think he doesn't really want me. <laughs> yeah. He goes, that guy doesn't really want me. You know, I'm fighting. He's not even fighting. He goes, that guy doesn't want to fight me. So you know, it's up. That's between them. You know, yeah. uh, I think they're both amazing, phenomenal fighters. But I still think today. In, in two-way classes where there's a lot of talent, which is 130 and 126, you have to put together styles, you have to put together skills and whatnot. I still think the toughest fight for Lomachenko in a fight that he probably still wins, but it's the toughest fight out there for him, is the Russell rematch. They, they ended up fighting earlier. I don't think anybody matches up with Lomachenko. Uh, Intangible-wise, well right. Uh, besides Russell. And I still don't know. I still doubt that Russell wins the fight. But you, at least you'll have a fun competitive fight as opposed to what Especially you've been watching with Lomachenko, which is non-competitive fights. When do know? we ever see a guy who, who wants a fight so bad? You don't see yeah. that that often. And yeah. Gary Russell's like, Gary's got to just fight anybody at this point. That's the problem. Right. He's, not well, he fought a round enough. and a half in 2008, 2017. That's, that's, that's an excuse. And some of that has to do with him, too. You know? mm-hmm. I'm sure. Because the, the, the rumors in boxing are he's kind of like that. You know? But he's such a laid-back guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy hangs out in the gym all day long, he tells me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just goes in, hangs out with the gym, goes home, and, and you know stays with his family. Goes back to the gym. Doesn't really watch boxing. He just loves to train and whatnot. But you gotta, you gotta get in there. You gotta, you gotta get in there. You gotta compete. And you gotta yeah, stay you gotta sharp get in there and do it. Well, if so, he wants but, some competition, but, thirty-five is where it's at. Thirty-five well, is where it's at. And I'll tell you what, there's talent at thirty-five, but there's also you're dealing with natural size. Now you're dealing right. with what I said about Crawford and, and Horn, where the natural size starts to play a factor because Lomachenko may have looked huge against Rigondo, but. I've I've stood next to both of those guys in person. Neither guy is that big. Uh, Loma, Grigondo's a lot smaller than Lomachenko, but Lomachenko's not a big guy. For, at not. 135, he's already going to be a small he's guy. Small. He's small. He's small. He's smaller than Mikey. So, smaller so than Robert Easter, and, and, obviously. And Mikey started at featherweight, so Mikey's a, a a big guy. Mikey was very young too when he mm-hmm. was at featherweight. Still, he grew. You know? He grew. So, Mikey is a Mikey's a tough fight. Um, Robert Easter's a tough fight. Lenaris too. Lenaris is a tough fight, but at least Lenaris is a former featherweight, and Lenaris is the kind of guy Lenaris you can match up with, and and he, and he's he's got a lot of mileage on him, but he's good, but he's got a lot of mileage on him. I, I think Lomachenko and Lenaris is a is is a is a nice fight where like for a few you rounds, can, yeah, where you can where I, you can see Lomachenko winning it. Well, I, I think only the my, the mileage Lenaris has on him is, is gonna is starting to catch up to him, um, but. But he's good. He's good, and, and I think it's an interesting fight. You know, Easter is young and fresh. You haven't seen him against big names yet, but Easter can fight, and Easter he can strong. fight his ass off. <laughs> Easter's strong, bro. Easter's very strong. He's and like Mike almost Garcia, six feet. Yeah, and Mike Garcia is another guy who's strong. Bro. I'd like to strong. see. Speak, I mean, we're all talking so, about Loma because we're on the topic, but I'd like to see Mikey Garcia versus Easter too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. I mean, I I uh, I like to see how any of those lightweight matchups. I think Lomachenko is phenomenal, but now. The combination of skill and weight is going to start to really pose a risk factor. It's going to start to pose a risk factor. All, all you fucking retards who were talking about uh, Crawford and Lomachenko, and they say, go watch a cartoon, go watch He-Man or something. Uh, you, you fucking Popeye. retards. Popeye, Popeye. something. You're talking about, fight, you're talking about weight classes. I had somebody tweet me the other day, how would we do it against middleweights? 
How would you Lomachenko? gotta be? I didn't even answer it. Obviously. How would who how would, do? Lomachenko. How would he do against Eubank and like guys like that? Like, oh, I saw that. Uh, you imagine? No, 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 no. Crack, crack is a dangerous fucking, drug, man. That's not even crack. That's you are so you are too stupid. You shouldn't even be watching fighting. Right. If no. you actually did last night with a straight face, you're so stupid. You shouldn't even be watching fighting. If you, you didn't watch notice, any kind of fighting at all. If you just didn't watch notice, blood sport, just watch kickboxing. Watch movies <laughs> about fighting, but do not watch real fighting. Don't call them down. If you think about, just notice we were talking about it recently. The size difference between Golovkin and Kell Brook. Right. You imagine Jeez. Lomachenko next to next to Golovkin? Or Kell Brook even. <laughs> oh, Kell Brook. It's yeah, forget it. People didn't even so go to 47. Dumb. Forget about 60. Yeah, I mean, granted, most of you aren't that stupid, but a lot of you are still stupid enough to think, like, Colford Lomachenko was a fight worth watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Maybe as, as, people if Crawford, as if Corporate's not way too big for him. You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? Like I've actually stood next to both guys. Corporate's bigger than me. Corporate's bigger than you. Yeah, you know I'm saying like Lomachenko is like a midget to me. Yeah, you know I mean like yes. it's crazy. You think maybe people are getting their head like, oh, Roberto Duran was 135 and he went up to 160 and you know, look at him the way he was. got knocked out cold in between two yeah. though. You he know sure what I'm did. Like, well, yeah, there's a risk factor there. You know? That's the Hitman Hearns. Man. Yeah. yeah, he can do that to you. Mm-hmm. And, and have you ever seen Duran get hit like that? No. Do you ever see him react like that? No. no. But he was at a weight that wasn't his. <laughs> also, the, the, the style and the side. Oh, like, yeah, God. The style made the fight. Nobody got Because he, like he went 15 rounds with Hagler, though, right? Yeah. Hagler yeah. showed him way too much respect, I think. And also, it's a machismo kind of fight. There's no snap on that. There's a snap on the Hearn shots of what <laughs> you take the lights right. out. You know? Hagler used to knock you out just brutal, by brute. Where you Hearns down? would knock you out with that snap on it. You know what I mean? So you weren't going to out... Ma- you, uh, stylistically, this is my take on it, you weren't going to out machismo Duran. Right. You know no, I mean? Her- Hagler used to outman you. Like he'd, he'd make you feel like he was too much man for you. You know what I'm saying? Like he'd beat you down. Hearns would hit you with a shot and you don't... You, you wake, wake up later. You woke up tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You like, wake up and go, what time do we fight? more man than you. It was about... <laughs> it was a snap on his right hand that used to... I wish I was more man point. enough to be able to take that shot. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing, you know? So... But yeah, so that's my take on um on the whole Lomachenko thing too, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Let's look at uh, the other card. The other well, speaking on. of which, uh, that card, <laughs> which we were talking about Olympics, uh, Olympians, and all that. <laughs> Lomachenko, that we, we had the kids, yeah. the kids on the card too. Yeah. Mike Conlin, Mike Conlin, Shakur Stevenson, Stevenson. and that good. Puerto Rican kid. Progressiveness, who? D- uh, Diaz. Yeah, the kid who got us the stoppage Ooh, over Pee Wee. Yeah, yeah, that kid's good. Well, wait. Yeah. Yeah, 126. The whole, the whole uh, ESPN card. You know, 126. And he called out what? Valdez. He called out everybody. Mm-hmm. He said, I want them all. He started crying. Like, because mm-hmm. he, I think it was a swing bout, right? Because yeah. Shakur got a stoppage. Shakur Stevenson, the silver medalist from the last Olympics from Newark, mm-hmm. he got um, a stoppage. Uh, the guy was there to, to be there. But uh, I think actually Conlon had a much. Much More tougher, guy. but regardless, they're, they're, they're guys. It's par for the course, you know. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna keep moving up the ladder. And, but because know, of that stoppage, they showed this stoppage, they got the other Puerto Rican kid uh, Diaz. Figure his first name. Really, really good fighter, man. Really sharp. Uh, he's another one now. <laughs> I didn't even know he existed. Now he's a featherweight too, <laughs> and he just got what are they? The WBO like internationals. Yeah, there, just I mean, to get him in line. But I guess. It's in, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of interesting stuff out there, man. A lot of interesting stuff. It looks like it's setting up for a great year next so year let's, too. Let's talk about. Well, we got we, we had, uh, after that card. We went to HBO. Well, the HBO card, yes. And it looks what it looked like is uh, Orlando Salido's final fight. Talking about speaking of no one went to say when, right? Orlando Salido finally looked like an old man. Not just an old man, but a guy who didn't want it as bad as his opponent. Never seen Orlando Salido like that. And you reach a point in your career, we all reach a point like that. And I feel like Mexicans get there a little bit later than everybody yeah, else. They n- never lose desire, you know? Like, I felt like I lost that desire, you know, years ago. But I was just continuing the fight, trying to make my skills work for me, you know? But Orlando Salido, no matter who he fought, you never felt like anybody wanted it more than him. But on Saturday night, you finally felt like 
he got dropped a couple times, and and you just felt like he didn't have it in him. The way he was getting up was very, uh, very uh, listless. Even when he got up from the knockdown, going through the motions. You know, I was like, wow, you know, he doesn't look like he wants it. It's bad anymore. And sometimes your body just had enough, and it's not about wanting it. It's bad. It's about you know, you're sick of the body. And he said it. Your body he said, I'm done. He goes, I felt like an old fighter. It's, yeah, just that's it. <laughs> and he's always been fun to watch. Orlando Salido's been, you know, we've we've gone through this. We've gone through this when we uh, in the past. Well, we, first time we saw Orlando Salido oh and whatnot, gosh. you know. So, really, has has, has been it's entertained the fight fans for so many years, and really a guy who will be remembered fondly, and and probably not remembered as, for as as well as he should be because of the losses he racked up. But we want to remind everybody that a lot of the losses he racked up were very early in his career. This guy turned pro at fourteen, 14 years, old, years old, you know, man. and he got robbed once or twice. You right. know what I mean? Like he actually got robbed once or twice afterwards. He earned um, his career. He's yeah, one of those guys. He no, really earned. He didn't it, get yeah. anything handed to him. And, um, and he beat Lomachenko. <laughs> right. Lomachenko, yeah. I bet so on him that fight. And he's gonna yeah, and he's gonna uh he's gonna be one of those guys that uh you know, hopefully gets the respect he deserves because uh he entertained fans throughout his career. But uh, Do you feel do you feel like Lomachenko is genuine? I I feel like he is when he says, uh I don't need I don't need a Salido rematch. What did I learn? I didn't learn anything. You know, like uh I'm well, past that. Like, well, yeah, I, it's probably more the fact that Maybe he knew he wasn't going to get the rematch. The time came and went. Yeah, the kind right? of, it, it, it kind of passed. You know, I think Lomachenko's a better fighter now. I think that's what I'm saying. My, if thing, I had the, the if we was had his first them, or second fight, right? Wasn't second, it? Yeah, second fight. It's crazy. Which is which, which guy crazy. fights in the right. second fight? But you know what? People thought because he had so much amateur experience that that he was ready for anything. And you usually are ready for almost anything when you have that much amateur amateur experience, not especially a when you win like that. Level fight. Not a, no, no. You pro- you might be ready for that too. Rigondeaux won titles very early, and I think Lomachenko is, was good enough too. But that was the wrong style because the one thing you will not see no matter how many amateur fights you have. And now you will start seeing a little bit because amateurs are starting to go back to that pro style. But but one thing you didn't see throughout the whole computer scoring era of amateur boxing is the lack of a physical game in, 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 in the amateur boxing. The, the lack of lack of physicality in a sport where in the, right Shots away the clinches. The the, not right, right away. In the clinches, right away a break. Like, mm-hmm. You don't have to work your way out of clinches mm-hmm. and whatnot. It wasn't pro style at all. So... No matter how much of an amateur career Lomachenko had, he never saw that, that rough in the trenches kind of fight in the, Elbows, in the, in, 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 on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they matched him with Rosalito, I was like, this is like the worst fight you could have put this guy in. Mm-hmm. Like of all people to put him in with, you, you'd match him with any skill guy over, 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 over any physical guy. You know, you, can, you need to let him build into the professional Styles ranks in the, in, in the, in the uh, physical, uh, physical department. You know, because no matter how many amateur fights you had, you're not going to deal with that physicality like, like you do in the pros. It's a different kind of fight. Now you might. Now the amateurs have gone back to almost that pro style. But throughout the amateur career of Lomachenko, even myself, I remember when I fought the first uh, physical opponents, I started fighting in my first, you know, between my 10th to 15th fights you, know, you start fighting these physical opponents uh, real rugged guy, kind of guys and you're like man you know you're seeing different you're, you're dealing with different stuff you know as you're coming up the ladder and obviously Lomachenko they put him in a lot sooner because of his amateur career but you're still learning to, to get through it because you don't see that kind of a fight in the amateurs at least not at that time that's like I said the new amateurs they might because the new amateurs is, is, is kind of back to the uh, professional kind of scoring style and the professional kind of fighting so we'll see but uh, to me that was the whole thing with uh, Lomachenko and Salido I think I think Lomachenko just didn't have experience in that kind of a fight, and uh, I, I think, think now, he understands I think he, that. I think now he understands it, and now he does. And I think and that's he's just like learning. over it. Like, yeah, the Salido fight is, is all, he's over it, and, and he's learned from it. I think he got better from it. Um, him saying that he didn't learn anything from it is probably just his pride. He you said, know, "All I, I, I learned is low blows." Because <laughs> <That's all> yeah, <laughs> I think I think uh, it, learned, it taught him to deal with it. 
it's more yeah. of a mental thing the, the dirty stuff where it doesn't like where you don't have that confusion that panic that chaos in your mind like what am I what's going on over here and the referee's not doing anything you know what I'm saying like you learn to kind of deal with that a little better once you go through it a few times you, you know? feel like you're getting jumped R- Rigo yeah. was uh, holding him grabbing him and like you know he's trying anything he could do he, yeah. couldn't, he couldn't do Rigo anything was else too small to even do anything in the right. he's, he's, he's trying not strong enough you know but um, so that was that you know that was uh, the uh, Solito card that was the well, main event. Then we had well, Tevin so, Farmer on that. Tevin Farmer, that's another. Yeah, that's, uh, Tevin Farmer against uh, Ogawa. Was was it named Kenichi Ogawa or something? Something like that, yeah. But, listen, there's a lot of talk about this fight, and I think uh, Farmer, I would love to see Farmer get a rematch. Um, I think the fight, uh, the, I, I saw a lot of people talking about how it was uh, controversial and it was, um, and Farmer got robbed. I think. I, I had Farmer edging in about six five one or so, you know. But I think if you go the other way, because I had Farmer, I gave Farmer like one or two rounds where I could have fucking, I could have gave the other guy, you know, in my mind, you know. Um, I think the commentating was, was, uh, and I, I don't, I know, I, I don't want to look like the kind of guy that was like, you know, fucking. No, I work at Showtime. I'm shitting on HBO, but they were just riding Farmer too hard. You know, tell like and, it is, man. Tell and he's like a, it is. and he's a guy who he's easy to root for. You know, he's been yeah, all he's a talented kid. I'm a big fan. They, they rode Farmer too hard. I yeah. mean, they actually were totally not paying attention. This guy Ogawa was throwing the straighter shots. He was landing some good right hands that that won him a lot of those rounds that they didn't give him credit. I just for. feel like the word "robbed" is, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't pertain. It's a very competitive fight, and because fight. it was a competitive fight, I'd love to see it again. Right? You know, um, but uh, a lot of the rounds were competitive. Um, could have gone both ways and whatnot. Um, just you know, they were so busy riding Farmer that they they weren't paying attention to what Agawa did. And nobody nobody ever talks about it. I, it's something I talk about consistently. And um, and I, I talked about it. I was talking about it when we were watching that fight together. Uh, Pete was positioning. Ogawa's positioning was always much better than Farmer's. Farmer would go slip and slide punches, and he'd get himself way out of position, and then not be able to fire back. You know what I'm saying? And so when you make guys miss and you're not making able to make them pay most of the time, and then you know when you do make them pay at a certain point, you you do okay, and then and then you know you also well, you take, had you're also taking spurts. your own shot, you're also taking your own shots back. All of a sudden the round's competitive, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't I don't know where the round's not competitive. Andre Ward made a great point around eleven. He said Farmer should be getting in his chest or something like that. Uh, the, at, at closer range, is having better success, and I and it was a great point because Farmer is usually a guy who wants to be on the outside, and he's a guy who's like makes you miss, makes you pay. Very pretty fighter on the outside, but because Agawa was so technically sound, and and uh, um, and uh, shout out to Sendai Tanaka, who was a uh, a great Japanese trainer. He lived in Mexico for twenty years, so he's got a mm-hmm. little bit of a Mexican style uh, to his training methods, and a little bit of a, the, the Asian Japanese style to his training methods. And Agawa, with his positioning, reminded me of a very well school fighter um farmer is a guy who likes to be on the outside i likes to use his natural talent but because agawa's precision and and technical ability was so uh intangible he was landing the street the straighter shots the better shots for a lot of times you know what i'm saying and, and farmer yeah would get in there but when farmer got on the inside he'd eliminate all that because you know now, because now now what you're doing is you're eliminating uh, Ogawa's ability to have that positioning uh, throw the straighter shots because now you're on the inside and Farmer has that Philadelphia ability as well on the inside look like besides James the, besides the athleticism on the outside on the inside he has that ability we can go to the body drop shots to the head and I really think he did a lot better on the inside so it was a great point by Andre Ward when he said that he should be uh, in his chest in the last couple of rounds because but Farmer is so used to fighting on the outside because that's where he's comfortable at that he actually didn't realize and his corner didn't realize that when he got close was a time that was a time to keep the fight there when he got close he did better on the outside it kept the fight up in the air too much mm-hmm. it kept the fight up in the air too much and 
it, it it allowed the fight to become competitive. It, it, I, I, for me, he chose the he chose the wrong the wrong game plan in the fight. Also, usually, usually that on the outside, he's gonna have success. But it's also, just this time, being lefty, doesn't he doesn't jab consistently, right? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't jab as much as he it should. Leaves but, rounds in the but, air, kind of. But also, when he was slipping and sliding, he was. Take, he's giving up way too much ground. Not, he's putting himself out of position to where he couldn't counter. Meantime, Ogawa, you know, he never gave up a positioning a lot. He was always able to fire no matter what. You know, had his hands in great position, his balance in great position. You know, if a farmer fired at him, sometimes he landed, sometimes he caught on the gloves. He never gave up ground, so he was able to fire right back. You know, a lot of times Farmer wasn't able to fire right back, giving up way too much ground. So it was like, you know, it made the rounds of the fight a lot closer, man. And it's a shame because... I will. Lo- I still want to see this rematch again. Mm-hmm. I love to see this fight again because it, it, at the end of the day, it was a close fight. It Absolutely. was a close fight. You, you you can say which way it was back and forth, but it was a, a close fight, and it's a fight that merits a rematch. But here's the problem now: now you have, you know, the, the the politics of boxing. You know, it's about it's not it's not about what you do; it's who you're signed to, who you're with. And uh, what are we here today, right? What we heard that Javante is a mandatory Javante's for the IBF title. One, yeah. So of course, you know, May, if Mayweather promo has more pull than the Bellman Entertainment, so. Jamonta's going to get the shot and Farmer's going to have to sit back on the outside, you know? And, and that's the shame of it because it shouldn't come to that, you know? I, I think either guy could have won that fight, if I call it the way it is. I think either guy could have won that fight. So I don't have a problem with Agawa getting the win. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with now the politics taking shape and, and, and Farmer not getting a rematch because right. regardless, I think the fight is fun enough and competitive enough and close enough mm-hmm. to really make, I would love to see make the rematch worthwhile. You know what I'm saying? Make, make the rematch worthwhile. and that's uh, How much did you like Ogawa rushing out and then coming yeah. go straight right yeah, in? Yeah, he was right. mentally really strong, coming out, rushing out at the beginning of every round, you know, forcing, forcing Farmer on the back foot sometimes, you know. And then Farmer would step to him and, and uh, you know, bump him back. And that was one of the things Farmer wasn't realizing. When he bumped Ogawa back, Ogawa went backwards to try to keep that space. You got to close that ground if you're Farmer. Mentally, it's gonna it's gonna mess with a guy because I'm I'm closing ground and I'm staying in your chest as you're giving as you're giving up that ground. Mm-hmm. But Farmer is so used to fighting at a distance which he pref- prefers, which is that long Outside, distance. Yeah. Which is for this fight, he shouldn't have been fighting at that way right. at that distance only because he was more successful on the inside. So when a guy would give ground, step back. Watch that fight. A lot of times, Farmer takes a step back himself, mm-hmm. so as to establish the distance instead of closing. He wants to establish the distance. He wants to fight at that long range, at that long distance, at long range. Watch the fight in, sp- in spots. Farmer's pushing Agawa back, and Agawa obliges because when he's on, he's on the inside, he can't compete with Farmer the same way. Farmer's got too much athleticism, picking his spots very well. So Agawa will step back, and. That's where you're supposed to close the distance there. And that does two things. It continues the assault. It continues the shot. And also it, meant, it messes with the guy's mentality, mental game because he's like, oh, man, this guy's right on me again. Mm-hmm. You know? Instead, a guy would step back and Farmer would take a half step back himself. And he wanted to establish that length, that distance. And all that did was allow a guy to have more space for that straight regain right hand. Regain his positioning. Throwing, you know, regain his positioning, which he was very good at holding. And, um, you know, again, I... I think uh, a competitive fight, but I, I and I think Farmer can can win the fight. I think Farmer can win the fight. I, like I said, I had him winning by a point, but you know I don't have a problem with Ogawa getting it. But I think Farmer can win more convincingly to where you say, okay, well you got to give him the win. I don't, I don't think Farmer was robbed. I, I don't think right. Farmer was robbed. That, that's what I'll, I'll give it. I think people being too hard on the judges. Uh, I, I think you you have to. Sh- not watch the fight and keep the things I'm saying in mind uh, when you're watching this fight. But I do, I do say I, I would love to see a rematch, and, and um, you know I, maybe we're gonna see Ogawa and Javanta. Um, what do you but, think about that fight? 
I don't know. I don't even know what to make of Javante anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know what to make of Javante with. Uh, is he going to be on weight? Is he gonna yeah, he's going to be on weight. Does he want to fight at one thirty? Does uh, you know? Obviously, with Mayweather, the promo has him pull up Ogawa. They'll probably will probably be brought back to Vegas to uh, fight Javante. You mm-hmm. know, but uh, if it was like Farmer, it was going to get a rematch. Maybe he might have to go to Japan, you know. Right. So I remember like Jose Navarro did when mm-hmm. when he was with the Bell Entertainment. You yep. know, he had to go to Japan when he fought for that title. I remember years ago. You know, um, I don't know. It's uh. It's interesting. It's interesting stuff, you know. Um, you know, so it was an interesting card uh, with uh, with both the Farmer fight and the Salido fight. I want to say something else. What, what what were they saying at the end of the broadcast with Salido? Um, with uh, um, there was closing statements. Uh, I think Max Andre made some good points. Made some from some interesting points. Um, but I, I remember there was interesting points to be made. But I remember Max saying something about where. Roman can now say like he want he he beat a a, a guy on the level of Salido, and he showed the desire and grit. But I also want to say that you're not beating the same desire in Salido that you uh, of a 30 year old Salido because not only do you physically lose it, you also mentally lose it as a fighter, and that's what people don't understand. As a fighter, you don't just physically not be the same fighter anymore. You mentally. Out. You also exactly great way to put it, Pete. You also mentally check out to where you don't want to be in as tough of a fight as you used to want to be in. You're not willing to dig down as much as you want to dig down. And so, for me, Roman out digging down Salido on Saturday night isn't the same thing as dig out digging down Salido five years ago no. or even three years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's a, it's a mentally checked out Salido, you know. And and so, I, it, it's great for the psychology of Roman. Yeah. But as as, uh, uh, as we're breaking down the fight, we have to know that you didn't. Outman the same Salido that nobody else was able to outman. Right. You outman the Salido that's probably checked out. And it's a great win. Absolutely. You still, beat a, you still beat, got the win. You got the name of those. You caught him at the right time. Whatever it was, you got it. But it's a, it's a situation where, you know, it wasn't, it's not only wasn't the same Salido physically, it also wasn't the same Salido mentally. And right. that also happens that people don't realize. You can tell As in you his get face. older, it also happens. I, I myself will tell you. I was willing to go through fire the night I fought Miguel Cotto. I was not willing to go through fire the night I fought Sam Eggington. And I had to come to that realization in my mind. Like, I am not the same fighter, even mentally. I, I am not willing to, to go to hell the way I was used to, to get a win. Sometimes think, you just say, fuck this shit, yeah, man. And, and, and you just, you're just, maybe you're just punched up through so many years. You just physically had it through so many years. Mentally, you're just over it. I don't know. But I think Salido reminded me of that as well. Salido reminded me of that as well Saturday night. And, the shell of himself. And, yeah, and... Um, you know, uh, kudos to Salido for, for a great career where he's entertained us all. And uh, really, he had to do it the hard way. And he did it his way. Well, maybe it wasn't his way. But I think everybody's way would have been a little bit easier. But yeah, he definitely sure. did it the hard way. That's for sure. That's for sure. And um, No excuses from him. Yeah. And that's that, you know. So I think that we go over all the fights. Did we go for those There's a couple of heavyweights that fought. I know. I know uh, oh, Jen- um, Jen- Jennings had a huge knock. Well, um, Brian Jennings. And King Kong. King Kong. King Kong on PBC called yeah, out yeah, yeah. Uh, Deontay. Called out, called out Deontay. And he got in his face, right? They got in his face. And, and I was actually in Miami. I was gonna go to that fight, but then the freaking snowstorm yeah. came to New York. I was like, "Yo, if I don't get back to New York now, I'm not gonna get stuck here." So, I, uh, I, I felt bad. I felt a little bad for Ortiz because he he it looked like his face was genuine when Deontay said, "Oh, you want to fight? When you want to fight?" And he goes, "Now, tomorrow." And he goes, <laughs> "I like he went with his glove, like I was trying to trying to say, like I've been wanting to fight you like months and months ago, like." Yeah. And then Deontay's basically like. We get, stay by the phone, baby. He goes, stay by the phone. You already had a shot, but I'm going to give you another one. And he says to him, you know you know that happened. You know, He's trying to say, you know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, that was bullshit. 
You know, like mm-hmm. you could tell he just seemed genuine to me. Like he really didn't mean to fail that test. You know what right. I'm saying? Like whatever it is, Pete, is the problem. When you failed already one or twice, yeah. twice right. before, so you, you, lo- you lose the ability credibility. to be, be you lose the ability to How do you get the fight how do you get the fight again so quickly though? They put it they, they put him they back in the W B C gave him a part and they, they heard out his story and they they believed him, I guess. You know, Mauricio Suleiman Just by word? Him. Well, well I think proof. maybe they had I don't know, maybe short evidence. I don't yeah. know. I'm not gonna tell you right. what it was, but I want to see the fight though. I don't care. I will say this, I will say that you lose your your argument as far as being able to be given the benefit of the doubt. And I don't blame Deontay for not fighting him. I'm sorry. Like, Deontay works I think very he's gonna, hard though. to be clean. I think I he's going to, though. I think Deontay works very hard to be clean. And uh, and it's only right that, you know, uh, everybody should be clean. People are punished he said what, what, when they're what not did, clean. You know what I did to Bernard. What I did to Berman was meant for you. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, you pussy. What <laughs> he's in his face, bro. Yeah, well, it was you pussy. Well, you scared pussy. Well, I was whatever. like, "Oh shit!" Well, whatever it is, man. You know, um, I see monsters go out. So, if you start, if you, if guys who fail a drug tests are rewarded, then you know you're gonna, you're not gonna incentivize staying clean. Right? People who stay clean are gonna look at this. Like I look at it on the outside uh, as a guy who was clean, and look at what's going on now, and I think, bro, this shit ain't how fair. Is, how right. is anybody? Any of this new generation going to be incentivized to stay clean? Selfishly, I still want to see the fight. Luis Ortiz is going to get a shot at Deontay Wilder. Alexander, hopefully Pove- gets Alexander Povetkin. Alexander Povetkin. I don't want to say hopefully anything. It's he between just, them. He just what fought I'm saying too. is Alexander Povetkin failed how many tests? Twice leading into the Wilder fight? He just got signed for a, a WBO eliminator to become the man- for the winner to become a mandatory for Joseph Parker's WBO world title. Um, Cletus Seldon failed two drug tests. Mm-hmm. He, got, he got a shot on HBO so right away. He's like a three-strike so, rule or something, so right? Forget about three-strike rule, bro. Like, what it's, what's strike. happening is you're, the way you are lo- – it's not about just winning and losing. It's the way you look. And these guys that are obviously looking more devastating because of PEDs, regardless of them getting suspended or whatever, they come back and they're like, they get rewarded. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because people they, have a short people memory. Still count. No, people still count. They're not a short memory. People still count the way they looked in that fight. The way they might, they might have been dirty, and they and 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 and, and it gives them that. It catapults them into that next level, even when they face a suspension. So now you're giving people, you're incentivizing people to cheat, even if they got to take a suspension. And you at this point, point, you get sus- you get suspended. You might as well just dope up because <laughs> you're yeah. gonna get another shot. Anyway. And it's a really a shame. It's, it's a really shame. a shame. And, and it's you're not actually sh- cleaning shit up because you're you're, gonna, you're actually gonna force fighters who maybe wanted to stay clean to now they can't stay clean. Otherwise, they're not gonna have a job. Well, they're gonna know? get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And you made the point uh, that in boxing, I mean, it's, think, it's way worse in boxing think, or MMA because you get hurt, kill somebody. Honestly, my opinion, I think that's what happened with Marquez and Pacquiao. My, my, Absolutely. My, my opinion is Marquez. He got on the fought, Marquez shit. fought the uh, the featherweight Pacquiao, and they were they were both even. And then this 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 other pack version version of Pacquiao showed up, ripped and destro- destroying people at welterweight, twenty pounds north of where they fought. And you know, you you show up Marquez the, the 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 gut the gut Marquez with uh with drinking his own urine fighting Mayweather, and it's not the same welterweight as Pacquiao. All of a sudden, you you know you begin to put two and two together, it makes four. I mean, unless you're retarded, two and two makes four. You know, so so you know. All of a sudden, you're like, how did this guy go up to Walt the weight and be so muscularly ripped? And this I got guy a went tire up to Walt the weight against Mayweather, and he looks like he's got a tire on his way. He's drinking piss, trying to make Walt the weight. You know what I'm saying? So all of a sudden, they fight, and it's not the Marquez that shows up and drank the piss. All of a sudden, it's a Marquez who's muscular, just like Pacquiao's muscular. What do you think it is? And puts him you into know? a coma. <laughs> yeah, he puts him in a coma. But what, what do you glad think? He did it. What do you think? <laughs> but what do you think? But what do you think it is? You know, you're incentivizing people who would have otherwise stayed clean no, you're to right. not stay clean. So you're actually polluting the pool even more because now a talented fighter is going to see shittier fighters than him get do further better. than further than him because he's he's dirty. They're dirty. So now the talented fighter is going to say. Fuck this guy. This guy sucks. He's not going to do better than me just because he's on drugs. I'm going to get on this shit, and I'm going to fucking beat his ass. 
You know what I mean? And that's what happens. And, and, and it's a it's a constant cycle. So unless you either clean the whole shit up, or you're gonna be half. Or it's gonna be free for all with the free for all that's that's currently starting. And when to someone happen, dies Joe, too, it's gonna be like blood on your hands. People are for the fucking free for all. People die anyway. People get their people get injured anyway. Then they blame everything except fucking drugs. They right. blame the referee. They'll blame the promoter. They'll blame the commission. Shut the fuck up, bro. Get put put him. Fucking put more money in drug testing, please. What were you gonna say, Seth? I was saying it happens in other sports too, like in oh, baseball. Yeah. The guys get yeah. suspended and they get contracts. To get right, contracts right. after that, you know, because their performance is the, what, their, their stats that it's they're doing. They getting that's all they care about. You, you ask know? a parent and you say, "Listen, you know, you were, all these years you you had your kid fucking taking a hundred swings a day, traveling here, going there. You invest all this money. You don't know if he's gonna make it." Would you put your kid on a cycle if you if you knew that he was going to get a fifty million dollar deal from the Yankees? You know how many parents are like, "Fuck yeah, where do you stick it?" <laughs> I was gonna say, I was going to say no until you said fifty million. I'm like, mm, you know maybe. what I mean? Because that's it. Just changes your life <laughs> yeah. now. It just changed your life. Yeah. Because uh, all you need is one solid season in Triple A where you get scouted. At least you baseball, you're only hurting the balls. Right. You're right. Hurting, that's the difference. In the face. Exactly right. Uh, he's speaking of Pavek, and he's fighting actually Friday night. If you have Russian television, you can watch it. He's fighting Christian Hammer. You said that's the Eliminator fight? Um, I believe so, yeah. I and uh, Diego De La Hoya is fighting Thursday, December 14th on ESPN2 against Jose Salgado. Nice. 35-4, and four, 28 knockouts. Nice. And Diego De La Hoya, you know, the Golden Boy prospects are coming up the ladder. You know, Diego De La Hoya, uh, Joseph Diaz Jr. is Gary Russell's uh, mandatory. Speaking of featherweights who are coming up the ladder oh, as wow. well, Joseph Diaz Jr. is Gary Russell's mandatory. That's a nice little fight that as is. well. Two ex-U.S. Olympians. Uh, uh, Friday also uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, no, California, time. Jesse Vargas is fighting Aaron yes. Herrera. Well, that's on the same card as De La Hoya, or that's on, no, that's different card. Jesse Vargas now different, uh, De La Hoya's on Thursday, and Vargas on Friday. Nice. Well, we got some good boxing yeah. this week. We got De La Hoya Thursday, Jesse Vargas fight on Friday, and then, and then the Billy Joe Saunders and, and Lemieux. Um, and David Lemieux is on Saturday. And on I Sunday, uh, Hey Bellow, right? Is that no, still, no, still no, off? No, Cancel. Cancel. May of. I would have been there. Yeah. Oh, no. I think it's May 5th of, uh, yeah, May 5th of, next year, of 18. They, they yeah. rescheduled it, yeah. yeah I was supposed to, I was, I was, Sky was going to have me work uh, Hey Bellow, uh, too. So I, I, if, I, if I was there, I wouldn't have been here right now. I, I would have right. already been in London. Uh, speaking of which, heavyweights, uh, Tyson Fury was cleared. He's cleared to, to come And he's back. sweetening the shit out of it, too. I yeah. love it. Did you see? Did you see? He uh, called out Dillian White. No. He did, yeah. But did you see uh, the post where he's wearing the fur in the car? And, he, and he's just. No, oh, I try not to watch so- him. <laughs> oh, he's great. Right? He's entertaining, he's man. Comedy, he bro. annoys the shit out of me. But that's great. That's great. <laughs> that's comedy. But that's a villain. He, he had the song with it. You want to see him get his ass kicked now, right? What's that yeah, song? I, I don't want to make a fool of myself and sing on the air. But it's like that old school song. You're loving me. You lied to me, uh, Mac. Yeah, return of the Mac. Yeah, return of the Mac. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks to my co-host here because I would have just made a fool of myself on my Mark own show. Morrison. But anyway, that song is playing in the car. Tyson Fury's in the driver is well, actually he's in the passenger seat because I guess in England yeah. the driver seat's on the other side. side. But he's in, he's in he's on the left side of the front, and then the, the other, his buddy or whoever, whoever is on the right side, and they're just looking at they're just looking into the camera, and the song is playing. They don't say a word. It plays for like fifteen seconds, and they're just bobbing bob their head and. Tyson has a big fur on, like a big gray and black fur. He's trying to say he's the he's Mac. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he's like looking like, <laughs> I don't know, it's pure comedy, bro. I don't know. It's gold because the guy can't fight if he gets his act together. I, I, I mean, dude, if, if this guy goes back in who's he training entertainment, with? I want to see it. I want to see it. Hatton? No, I thought I saw Hatton. He's been work. working with Hatton recently. Yeah, yeah, I, I am? Yeah, yeah. you working What Hatton? kind of pad sessions are those? <laughs> <laughs> he's a foot and a half taller. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know, bro. Hatton shorter than him. I don't know, bro. I don't know. You know, but he's been using Hatton's gym. He has been. They showed some video of him in the gym. Bro, he's, uh-huh. yeah. Your goal, bro. Are you kidding me? He I'm sells happy for tickets. He will sell tickets. Oh, I'm happy for Rick K. 
Yeah. Him and yeah. Joshua, and it will be in the stadium. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Joshua could fight this, uh, you know, fight a stick. And yeah. we'll all come to see Joshua it. can fight you, and everybody's yeah. coming to see it. So, yeah. So, like, <laughs> kill that little white Jew. <laughs> kill the Jew. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's that's it, man. That's uh, that's the whole uh, the enchilada schedule, the the recent schedule we had, and uh, that's it. So uh, hopefully we guys, you guys enjoyed this week. So. We're gonna try to get Saddam on soon too. Yeah, we, we gotta get, get Saddam, Saddam Ali on, yeah. man. Why don't we get him on this show? What? We get him on this show. We'll, get, huh? we'll get him. Yeah, we gotta get him on. Huh. Yeah, we gotta get Saddam Ali on the new uh, WBO Junior Middleweight Champion. He live in Brooklyn, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll get him on. I'll come to your guys' house. You invite him over your house. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll record at the house. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. I'm not yeah, kidding. We'll do it on yeah. like a fight night or something. Yeah, yeah. You know oh, that's coming too. We're gonna be doing that we're too. We're gonna do that too. Yeah. Fight night shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Broadcast. That's gonna be cool. So, yeah. We so we hope you guys look forward to all this new stuff. We we hope to be doing. I mean, we're we procrastinate pretty bad. We're working, man. We're working. Know, if you guys know what it's done, um, we feel good. On the Magic Hour, formerly Brooklyn to the World, we we're pretty big procrastinators. Formerly Showtime Boxing. A lot of times we skip shows and whatnot, but we're gonna try to be more. I think our New Year's resolution in 2018 is to have a consistent show where we're gonna not only not only uh, give the fans what they want to hear on the sh- no, we may not always say what we want to hear. Actually, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to break that to you. Especially if you're oh, a liberal man, scumbag. Oh, all right, take oh, it. Oh, oh, this is not a politics show. But but uh, we'll hopefully we give you uh, you guys the, the the boxing talk you guys like, and uh, we do it more consistently. And uh, we're coming up with ideas. We're, 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 we're brainstorming. We we're gonna have some fun next shit. year. We're gonna have fun. Yeah. We should monetize say? this shit what? a little bit. Yeah, we're going to... Why are you talking about that on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, if, if we monetize it more, I think we're going to have more incentive to do it more. Though. Well, we're going to get some ass, and Pete started yelling about liberal shit, and then they said, no, we don't want to be in. Listen, Fuck man. liberals. Right. Um, <laughs> Brought to you by Frosted Flakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump's favorite cereal. Um, it's huge. It's great. It's good. <clears throat> what about, I love uh, it. What about the Yankees, bro? Oh, Giancarlo, man. Giancarlo Stanton. But that's like not even fair. <laughs> what about when we get Manny Machado? That's really not going to be fair. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. You still like, need to pitch it. It's becoming like the NBA where they, you just stack they, in like talent. They couldn't. They no, saved money. Baseball's They different. saved money. Right, because they dumped Headley and they dumped Castro. They saved money. They, 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 gave, they didn't even want. They weren't going after Stanton. They handed it to him on a. They Jeter couldn't did. Say, they couldn't say no. But Jeter. He's, he's getting a lot of shit He's getting a lot of shit, for, lot of shit, shit yeah. for it, but I think he. he he's trying to restart that. Yes. They're deep in debt. They got a clear house. If anybody knows. About the the farm system, it'd be somebody like Jeter. Wait, Jeter, Jeter hired the Yankee guy, ran the Yankee farm system. He stole them. What I'm saying is, they they got three prospects out of that Stanton deal. You don't know how good those prospects. I are. do. One of them's like one a them's stud, really, real saying, pitching like, stud, like young Jeter, and, and the, the guy, guy from the Yankee system that right. he hired. Gary Denbo. Prospects are Denbo knows them all. On, on those yes. prospects. So you don't know if. If, That's uh, what Jeter said. Jeter's like, oh, you said you trained for Mexico. Yeah. What are you talking maybe about? Like, you don't maybe know what you're talking about. Maybe eye, it looks like you stole Stanton, but you don't right. know how good those prospects are going to be. They might, he might have and how much are you going to pay them? Right. Bro, I remember the Yankees, Yankees have had great prospects they give up before they come out in the majors. Yeah. Back in the day, not anymore. I remember Jay uh, Buter. Not, yeah. We had Jay Buter. Yeah. In the majors. In Seattle. Yeah, yeah, we gave him to Seattle. You know what I mean? Well, you know, Kenny Phelps was a good hitter. Among others, you know? So the Yankees farm system, you know, maybe they were developing these studs and we just got rid of them for Stanton, you know? Uh, no, but with the Yankees' farm system is flush, so they're in a position where they can do that. Yeah, nice. So All right, good. we're excited. Well, we're sorry we had a, for, to our British fans. Well, we had to start talking about baseball. We'll we'll football, for like 10, we took ten seconds. Anything going on with football? Uh, Giants look good last week. Yeah. Again, uh, soccer football. Stop. Oh, that. Football. Oh, yeah, listen, we're going to talk about football, soccer football. Uh, no, right. oh, soccer I football. I don't even talk about my Giants this year. Yeah. I'm fucking disgusting. They shouldn't even play Eli again. Like, oh, shut your mouth. We had the Champions League no, draw. No, no disrespect. The Champions League draw. Did you see the? I didn't see it. Juventus drew Tottenham. Juventus. It's a difficult game. Tottenham won the group while Real Madrid was in. You know? Wowzers. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Real Madrid, they came in second place. You know they drew? Mm-hmm. Who? Paris Saint Germain. 
Paris Saint-Germain. Next round is Paris Saint-Germain against Real Madrid. My prediction through the first round, my prediction through the first round of, of the group stage to go to the finals is actually a games that have already happened in the group stage. To me, the best two teams in the tournament have been Paris Saint-Germain and Bayern Munich. And I and I said they're going to meet in the finals. I said it. Now they can't meet in the finals because they win the same group, so they're going to wind up on the opposite side of the bracket. Oh, so you think Paris Saint-Germain is going to send Real Madrid home? Fuck yeah. They beat really? the shit out of everybody. Are you kidding me? That's my prediction? They have Neymar now, right? Yeah, they got my prediction. Cavani, Neymar. Like they're they're, they're beasts. Beasts. <laughs> Pain. Pain. Bro, they're beasts. Um, I, when is I, that? I, um... Next week? Well, no. Are there PEDs in soccer, too? Oh. Those guys, those guys juice, too, or no? Yeah, I'm sure. The football schedule doubled in the amount of games they, they had since I was a kid, bro. They've so many football games now. You almost have to uh, be doped up to play a football, professional football player. You can, a soccer player. A you can, blood you, spinning. They, they have no... They have, they, they, they play a million games a year. It's these poor guys. You know what I yeah, mean? I don't know how their feet don't like, they're not, them. Bro. They're not, well, they're not yeah, robots. Dr. Scholes. No way. <laughs> Fucking insane. So anyway, I remember when I was young, I literally remember this when I was young. If it was a World Cup year, you'd see like the superstars like have a lesser year in the season. Like They'd uh-huh. literally be saving themselves for the World Cup later in the year, in the summer. Now like, it's the, the opposite. Over. Now, you play they a million games and they're still, they're still like... They whore themselves still for the club. Yeah. They're still 100%. They yeah. hold themselves a couple. They're still, like, high, high level. Like, Has bro, injury level gone up in, in football? Like, baseball, these kids, because these kids play baseball all year really, round their whole life. And really. then they, That's what I mean. It makes you All these Tommy John surgeries. It makes surgeries. you think of what the hell they're on. They don't yeah. get injured well, that we were, much. We were kids. Tommy John surgery happened once every five years. Now it happens 20 times a year. Yeah. Well, these kids are getting overpitched, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they play all year round now. Yeah. So the pitcher is different. But. Apparently, yeah. So that's the... and then, Oh, you know what else is? Uh, Chelsea got Barcelona. That's a good one. Yeah, Chelsea got Barcelona. That's a tough one. That's a rough one. And among some other matchups, we'll, uh, I guess we can talk about it when the games are here. I mean, they're not going to What's up with Balotelli? Uh, uh, nice is in or no? Nice is in the trench league. Balotelli's having a He's having a good year. I'm saying, but they're not in the champions. They're not even in the way of Europa League. Are you kidding me? Wow. But he's having a good... Oh. Oh. Pete's fart. Oh. Thanks, Pete. We just had any oxygen. We have any... Wind ventilation here, bro. All right, we're gonna wrap up the yeah, show before I die in here. All right, uh, I, I, we're out over and out from the magic hour. We hope you guys uh, listen to us. We are next week or we here next year. What are we doing? We're gonna have a show on the show next, next, next week. Yeah, after Billy Joe's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're it's, gonna try to get to Don. It's called no. Magic Hour Point Montanaji. So, are you here? <laughs> I'm actually here next week. Yeah. You want to come in? I'm here. Yeah. Let's do a show. All right, guys. Beautiful. We'll see you guys next week. Over and out. Zah. Yes,